as we continue on the series talking about the power of unity, tell your neighbor there's joy in unity. Uh, can you reflect, uh, help me in this message, can you reflect, and meditate, and think, when was the last time you remember having great pleasure and great contentment? A time that you were so excited you were looking to tell somebody else about how you were feeling. Think about what has happened. Why did it happen? And What were the events surrounding the situation that made you feel in such an exuberant sense of awe and achievement and satisfaction? I'm talking about joy, y'all. The time that you got so excited, you screamed at the top of your lungs, and everybody looked at you like you lost your mind, and you had to let them know that I had to let somebody know about the good thing that just happened to me. The, the time that you, you had to go ahead and post it and send it on Instagram and Twitter, everybody know, like, it just happened, like, it's a done deal. The time back in the day before you had Twitter or Facebook, you had that Polaroid if you were in front of your car. Am I talking to somebody here? And let her know, I got my first car. You had your arm up on the top, poses, and yeah, this is my ride. Or, you know, you, you got that sports car, you were sitting on the hood with your arms crossed, like, yeah, that's my baby. The, the time that that you were just so excited that you found out that you had your first child. You let everybody know. You had the balloons up. You had the sign up. You let everybody know, I'm excited about this. You see, when we have joy, right, think about it, that you want to share with somebody. I heard someone tell me this, that joy shared is joy doubled. So imagine how you can multiply that joy by telling more people. And more people being a part of that celebration. Do you understand that you can have joy, sustainable joy, when you are in Jesus? And when you are in Jesus, then you must be in the church. I said you must be in the church. Because the church is the body of Christ. And so if you are not in the church, then you are not in Jesus, then you might be missing out on some joy. Uh, do you understand what I'm saying here? I, I hope I'm not getting somebody upset. But uh, if you, I'm not talking necessarily about having a membership to a church, though that helps. But if you call on the name of Jesus and you know him as your personal Lord and Savior, then that will propel you, that will compel you to move into the place where other people have the same mindset. That they are about the same things, that they understand that if Jesus has the victory, I want to be on the winning team. And, and think about on the winning team, how, have y'all seen that before? Uh, especially now with basketball season, right? How there's only a few seconds left on the clock and the player might be at the free throw line. Everybody's waiting to see what's going to happen with anticipation to see the the person shooting the free throw, bouncing the ball, he or she is, is, is looking as sure as all good. Like, I know I'm going to make this shot. The crowd is nervous, wondering if they're going to make it. You hear somebody saying, miss it. You hear somebody else saying, sink it. You hear other people say, just shh. And you see them release. And then you hear, go through the internet. And next thing you know, you hear, ah, everybody goes crazy. It's jubilance and joy and excitement. And have you ever seen it when somebody gets excited and they win, right? Somebody's always looking for somebody to high-five. There's always somebody looking to high-five somebody next to them. They don't even know them. 
But they're looking to high five somebody next to them. Like, I don't know you, but we, we're in this together. We're both celebrating. We're on the same team. We, we won together. Do you see there's power in unity and then there's joy in unity? And so think about what it means to be part of the body of Christ to know that we have victory. Mm-hmm. That we have victory over sin, victory over death, victory over anything that seems to have many people bound and shackled. You can let them know that Jesus can set you free. Jesus purifies us so that we can have joy being kept one in God through him. And so we ought to know the joy of salvation by keeping a united relationship with God through the Son. Y'all with me in our Bible? Uh, If you have the church app, you have our app, you can join us right there in two places through the Bible app in the events. Or you can also look at the discussion guide. You can see the sermon notes right there with us. And you can take notes in both places. And you guess what? You can email them, send them to yourself so you can print them out. And I'm saying all that so if you miss anything that I said, you can see it right there. But look at me with me at 17th chapter. First, we want to look at verses 6 and 8. Here we see here that we have picked up again the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer is what we have Jesus praying the many, the few hours he has left here on earth before he's betrayed by Judas who come and kiss him on the cheek. This is after Jesus has spent time expressing to his disciples who he is. He tells them, I am. I am the one who came from God. I'm the only begotten son. I'm the one that's Christ. I'm the anointed one to take away the sin of the world. They now come to believe him. And then he goes and says, now you believe all this? And now is at the time of conclusion. They finally understood all the things that Jesus was saying. Now Jesus prays to the Father. He comes and prays to the Father and expressing to them that, Lord, I, I want you to help them to know who you are. That they might bring you glory as I'm going to give you glory by dying on the cross. Jesus has already seen the completion of his life journey. He came here to die for our sins. And so now that he's already in process of preparing the way for our salvation, he's also praying for us in as right here as he's praying for the disciples. He's praying for all those who God has given him. Anybody know Jesus? And if you know him, then you know that this prayer is for me. Tell your neighbor, he's a keeper. Look, look what he says here. He says, I, I have revealed you to the ones you gave me from this world. They were always yours. You gave them to me and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything I have is a gift from you. For I have passed on to them the message you gave me. They accepted it and know that I am from you, and they believe you sent me. I want to highlight something very personal here that we need to grab for our own personal selves. Christ says that they have kept his word. Only got a few people with me. I wanted you to understand here that he pointed out the significance of what I said to them they kept. 
he's pointing out that I know God, that they are yours because they kept my word. And, and, and this is important to grab here because John opens up his gospel about the word. And beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. And, and, and it says that, and it be, you know, there's nothing that was created that was not created with the word. And so if anything that does exist, it exists through the word. And then it goes later on saying, and the word became flesh. The word is Jesus. The word is the son of God. And the word is God. And he says, they kept my word. Now notice also the, the flow, the, the flow of the word. It says here, I have revealed you to the ones you gave me from this world. They were always yours. <laughs> if, you, if you read through that and missed that, I want you to point out something real quick here. They were always yours. Oh, glory be to God. Jesus is pointing out to us that if you have not remembered or if you have forgotten, you belong to God. You are always here. The problem is that we don't know where he is, and that's why we get lost. Here's how we need to understand is that, God, you have given me instructions. You have given me direction. You told me how to live out my life for your glory and for your honor. But when I forget whose I am and I start living for me, then I get troubles. Then I got problems. Then I got some situations I need to be worked out. And then I need God to bail me out. Hello, somebody. Ring. Do you accept the collect call from the Peoria County Jail? Who called me for a Peoria County Jail? Mama, it's me. Yeah, y'all know how to get time to get the name. You just want to let me, you want to get the message out quick so they don't hang up. That, that's, that's that part. Say your name. Mama, it's me. I'm in jail. And then you'd be like, yeah, I accept the charges. <laughs> what I want to highlight here is that you find out here is that this, that when you understand, when you get in trouble, you call on a person that you know that loves you enough. That loves you enough that they will give something up to get you out. Notice how you don't call your best friend, but you call somebody else you know that can bail you out. Hello, somebody. And then your best friend said, why is he calling on me? Because I know you. (laughs) You are going to come and get me, but I call on the one I know that can get something through. Am I talking to somebody here? And so when you know who God is, it reminds you in your time of your messed up life that realize that, God, I messed this up and I need you to clean me up. Hello, somebody. And and, and so here it is that he's letting us know that I have revealed you to the others you gave me from this world. They were always yours. You gave them to me and they have kept your word. There's a blessing in keeping God's word. See, see, when you keep God's word, that brings joy. The joy of our Lord is our strength. You, you, you know, we get that saying from Nehemiah, and that happened after they found the word. They, they had no joy. The house was broken down. The temple was broken down. The people were scattered. But when they got into the place and started worshiping God, they started having joy. And, and this is interesting to know that they had joy even though they were wrong. 
they knew that because of their sin, their city was in the condition that it was in. But they had joy knowing that, God, you can turn it around. Anybody glad that God can turn it around? And so you can have joy in the midst of your trials and your tribulations. says that he can turn it around for me. That no matter what I am going through, my God can speak to my situation. And he can take what is dead and bring it back to life. Is this on? Can I get one amen to understand that my God can speak into my life? So I want his word. I want his word in my heart. The Bible reminds us that how can a young man keep his way pure by having thine word hidden in thine heart that I might not sin against you. You see, you need to meditate on his word. And, and here's the problem that many of us don't understand about meditation. I want to help you out about meditation. Meditation does not mean that you just fold your legs and you just hum. That's a form of meditation, but that's not what the Bible talks about meditation. Biblical meditation is this, that you'll take a scripture and then you'll read it. And then you'll read it again. And then you'll read it again. And then you'll take some time on saying, God, what are you telling me about this scripture? And then you'll take some time, might write it down about that scripture. And then you'll go back and pray over that scripture. And then you go back and read it again. And you read it again. And then sometimes you'll just spend some time in silence and God, I just need you to speak to me. That's meditation. And you don't need a long chapter. All you need is just a short verse to give you some power. So, Lord, I want to meditate on your word. Let me give you an example, one that we all know very well. John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So whosoever believes shall not perish but have everlasting life. You can read that over and go and start thinking about for God so loved. Oh, God, you love us how? Why, why do you love us? I'm not worthy of your love. Y'all see how what's happening? You start meditating. You start realizing that I've done everything wrong, but you love me. You know, you sent your only begotten son to, to, to die for me. Why did he die for me? Because I'm not living for you. Hello, somebody. You see, you take some time to meditate. You start to see God working on your heart saying, I want to get in there. Lord, they kept your word. And, and what happens here when they kept the word, started, people will recognize who you belong to. Because they, they kept his word, they were with him. They were in relationship with him. They were identified with him. If you don't understand that, remember that Peter, Peter, later on, you know, denies him three times. But why did he deny? Because he was caught understanding that he was in relationship with him. They said, aren't you one of his? You understand that his problem was not who he was, but who he belonged to. I want you to understand here that if you get over yourself and start realizing it's not about you, but who you belong to, you start realizing that it's not as bad as I think it is. Uh, Peter felt bad afterwards. He realized that I denied my Lord and my Savior. But yet we can't get mad at Peter because we do the same thing. Walking and living our life, denying that whom we know. Living how we want to live. Acting like the word is not in us. We need to get the word in us. Because who is the word? Jesus is the word. And has shown us the Father through his great love. And Jesus spoke this word to the disciples. Follow me and I'll look at verses 9 through 12. My prayer is not for the world 
but for those you have given me because they what belong to you. Y'all see there's a sentiment there that they belong to you and all who are mine belong to you and you have given them to me. So they bring me glory. Now I am departing from the world that they are staying in this world, but I am coming to you. Holy Father, you have given me your name. Now protect them by the power of your name so they may well be united just as we are. Y'all, y'all see that there? Another thing that says that they may be one just as you and I are one. During my time here, I protected them by the power of the name you gave me. I guarded them so that none, that not one was lost except the one headed for destruction as the scriptures foretold. I, I want to spend a little time here and I'm going to come back here. All right. First out the time I want to spend here is dealing with the one headed for destruction or perdition. If you don't know who they're talking about, they're talking about Judas. And, 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 and look here closely here. It says that it says this was done so that the scriptures will be foretold, be fulfilled. So here it is that Judas betraying Jesus are all a part of God's plan. I, I, I want you to grab here closely here that Jesus already knew the one who he was going to love on, whose feet he was going to wash, who he was going to die for, was the one that's going to set him up. I, I want to encourage you to let you know that if God can put up with Judas, and you don't think you like Judas, well, then you showing up better. Thank God he can put up with you. Because if he can love Judas, hello somebody, and, and, and here's how I know he loved Judas. Uh, because if Peter knew what Judas was up to, I don't think Judas would have made it through the night. The Bible tells us how Peter cut off the ears when they came to get Jesus. He said, hold up, y'all, I ain't going to take him without a fight. And, and yet here it is that if he knew that Judas was a thief stealing from the treasury... Peter might have cursed him out a long time ago. But here it is. God loved him enough that he covered up his issues. I want to encourage you to understand that how he loves you enough. He covers up your issues. Oh, great baby God. How great is his love that covers the multitude of sins. If, if God loves you so much, right, and he covers your sin, help, 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 somebody can help me out today. They can testify here that you wouldn't be with the person you are with if it wasn't for his grace. Because if God let them know all the issues you had before y'all got in a relationship, they'd be like, oh, no, nah, I need to wait for the next one. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> you look nice in the face and all, but you got some problems I'm not willing to deal with. I want to understand here that God's love covers us and realize that I'm still working in you to bring the greatness out of you. Aren't you glad that God can help get the greatness out of us? You know how the, the great sculptor talks about how he can get a horse out of a block of stone? He says, I cut away everything that doesn't look like the horse. Which means that only the artist knows what he sees. And God sees greatness in us. And he's removing the things that will hinder us to be in the image he wants us to be. 
And so here it is that when we keep God's word, we are we are keeping him in us and we're getting we're able to receive his joy by being united with him. He says, keep them in your name. Now, I'm going to spend a little bit more time on name. Then we're going to move on. I'm going to come back to the name. But notice closely here. He starts talking about how they were kept. All who are mine belong to you, and you have given them to me, so they bring me glory. Now I am departing from this world that they are staying in this world, but I'm coming to you, Holy Father. You have given me your name. Now protect them by the power of your name. Isn't that something? You have given me them in your name. Now protect them by the power of your name. Jesus, before he got to this prayer, he said them in another time that anything you call in my name, God will give to you. You let them know that if you say it in my name. Basically, let you know that this name is like a password. This name is like a code word. If you say this name, it gets you entry. I would say one more person I could shout and just get excited about knowing that if I know the right name, <laughs> that I can get in. There, there's people out there I know that get frustrated when they forget the password to some social media advice. I can't get to my movies. I can't log in. I forgot the code word. But if you know the name of Jesus, it's something that comes up in your body that just makes it shout hallelujah. It's good to know him. I'm so glad. <laughs> I encourage somebody, don't change all your pastors to Jesus. Somebody might steal from you, but, but it's good to know Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. God keeps us in his name. There is power in the name. God gave us this name, and we got to experience this name, this identity, this title, this position, this person of supreme rule through Jesus. And Jesus keeps us in this name. But I'm going to come back to the name. Verses 13 and 16 encourages us, don't give up. God is still working in us. He says, now I am coming to you. I told them many things while I was with them in this world so they would be filled with my joy. I've given them your word and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. I want to stop there. Do you see there that he says that don't take them out of the world, but keep them safe in the world? Here's why I'm going to encourage you to understand that God is still working in us. Because though we are still in this world, he wants us to make it out of this world. And so in order for us to get out of the world, we need to get him in this world. And so first he came into the world through Jesus to see God is with us. And then Jesus letting them know, I'm going to go away. You don't see it here in the 17th chapter. You look ahead in the 16th and the 13th. He says that I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit so that you won't be comfortless. And so that when I go, you have power from on high so that people will know who you are, that you are my children. 
that you follow my word and you decided to follow me, that you understand what it means to love somebody, to forgive one another, to love your neighbor as you love your enemies, that you will pray for those who curse you and bless them and curse not. You'll turn the other cheek. You'll forgive your brother 70 times, 70 times, that you will realize that it's a greater to serve me than to serve man. He says that they are not of this world, which I want to help somebody out to understand this, that stop living for the world. The world has nothing to give you. The world is going to pass away, but the word, the W-O-R-D, the word of God will last forever. The earth will pass away, but God's word will remain. And so when you hold on to God's word, it helps you to endure the trials and the tribulations of this world. You know that this world is going to be set on fire. Anybody ever grilled? And, and if you ever grilled before, you got the flames, you got the fire. And, and when the fire gets too hot, when the fire gets too hot, you don't want to burn the meat. What do you do? You get the meat out. I want to help somebody out. You know the earth is going to get caught on fire. And when it gets too hot, God going to take us out. I, I wish I had one more person that could shout with me. See? Y'all just want me to preach long. I understand. Because if y'all just shout, I might have been there. Said, I want to say, good guy from Zion. But let me keep on pushing on because y'all not ready to hit the takeoff yet. Here it is. God wants you to know that I am in you by my word. And notice he says that, Lord, you kept them because they are yours. And you kept them in my name. God will keep us for his glory. Y'all see that there in verse 15? Tell you never, he's a keeper. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. We say it in Jude 25 many times in the time of business, and now unto him who is able to keep us from falling. And to present us faultless with what? Exceedingly joy. You see, the joy of the Lord is to present us back to him. And we get joy by knowing we're kept by him. If you you haven't read Jude, read Jude, read Jude. And you're going to find out that Jude talks about how God has kept us. He has kept us and, 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 and able, enabled us to endure the attacks of the enemy. Just as, it, look at the Bible, right? In Job, he kept Job. The enemy tried to do all he could to him, but God said, you can only go so far. You ought to tell your neighbor, God has protected you. Because the enemy could only go so far. The time that you would have given up, that's when God said, that's enough. He will not allow us to endure anything harder than what we can bear. He lets us know that I got your back. I I know you think you can handle much more, but I know what you can bear. I know your breaking point. I, I know where you will definitely give up, so I can't let you get this far. Matter of fact, I will make a donkey speak. Come in here, Balaam. Donkey, why don't you go straight? Donkey, why don't you go straight? Master, I ain't never done anything wrong to you. Why you beating me? 
A donkey saves a man's life going down the road. The angel had the sword out ready to cut him down. It was a donkey that was smarter than the man. It's amazing how God will give us exactly what we need to prevent us from going down that road. Anybody been there before? You got that testimony that you could testify that, Lord, that would have been me. If I did not heed to your instructions, if it wasn't for a phone call that stopped you from leaving the house and you found out there was a mass accident, the same route you were about to go, that would have been you. It was you that all of a sudden something stopped you that you sat down and said a little word of prayer. And somebody rang and said, I made it. I'm safe home. And you said, thank you, Lord. I was just praying about you, child. You see, God knows how to step in at the right time, allow us to participate in his goodness. And, and, and you see it here. Wow. Now, now, now I think y'all ready. Look, look what it says here. Just as you sent me into this world, I'm sending them into the world. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so they can be made holy by your truth. Verse 17, I want, I want to go backwards on providing and skip it on accident. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Now do you see how we are made holy by your truth. The word is truth. We are made sanctified by the word. And the word is truth. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The word is truth. We are made sanctified. We are made holy by truth. And the truth is the word. And the word is Jesus. And then I said I was going to go back to the name. He says that, God, you gave me a name. Y'all see that there in the text? Don't fool me now. You gave me a name. And I kept them in that name. Well, what's the name? Y'all asking some good questions here. Let me help you with the answer. Jesus. In Philippians 4th chapter. Says have this same mind. The same attitude as Jesus had. Though he thought it not robbery. That he came in the form of a man. In the image of a slave. That he was even obedient unto death. Even death on the cross. Therefore. God has given him the name, the name that's above every other name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess in heaven, on earth and below. And God has highly exalted him above every other living thing. The name I'm telling you to help you to understand here is the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus identifies and specifies a title, a position, a ruler. And that name is not his given name by Mary and Joseph Jesus, but it's the name that is synonymous with God. And that name is 
is Lord. He is Lord. I wish I had one more person that can testify that he is Lord. Do you know the joy of the Lord is my strength? When you call on Jesus, you know him as your Lord. Good day, now Zion. May the Lord bless you real good. But somebody ought to testify that I know him as my Lord. He's been good to me. Better than I've been to myself. He died on Calvary just to set me free. Even when I was lost and out of my mind, it was his peace. It was his love. It was his grace that brought me back home. I'm so glad, good God of Zion. I'm so glad that it's the name you can call on and things will change. You can say his name and the earth can shake. You can call on his name and bones get healed. You can call on his name and blind eyes can see. Dumb tongues can speak. Life comes back when you call on the name of Jesus. Some of y'all looking at me like you don't know the power of his name. Let me help you out. I can't tell you about somebody else, but I was dead dying in my own sin. But I call on the name of Jesus. Have you called on the name of Jesus? And then you found I got life. Not just any kind of life, but eternal life, everlasting life. Help out the little kids. That's forever, forever, ever, forever, ever. Life in the name of Jesus. That's why I got joy, unspeakable joy. Joy because I know He's keeping me. Times I can't keep myself. He keeps me. When I'm about to lose my mind, He keeps me. Anybody been there before? You about to lose your mind. You about to lose your cooler. You don't know what to do, but you call on the name of Jesus. As the lady said, as long as I got King Jesus, I don't need nobody else. Aren't you glad? I'm trying to leave you alone, but my soul just gets happy knowing I can call on the name of the Lord. Good day now, children. May the Lord bless you real good. But you ought to say, I got joy in Jesus. I got joy in Jesus. Say yeah. Say yeah. Don't fool me now. Say yeah. Say yeah. I got joy. Oh, hallelujah. We got joy and unity in the body of Christ. J stands for Jesus. O stands for over. Y stands for you. I'm, I'm gonna see that the band can follow on me. Uh, we with this little song we used to sing back in the day with our our young adult, our youth children. Amen, amen. Y'all can help me out. I get joy when I think about what He's done for me. I get joy when I think about what He's done for me. I get joy when I think about what He's done for me. I get joy when I think about what He's done for me. How you spell it, J? O is for over, Y is for you, and that's how you spell it. J is for Jesus, 
O is for over. Y is for you. And that's Jesus over you. I get joy when I think about. 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 How you spell it? J O O Y. And that's Jesus over you. One more time, spell it out. J is for Jesus. O O O Y. And that's Jesus over you. Amen. Let's continue to worship our God as we prepare to give God his tithes and our offerings.